Part seven of Eros and Psyche by Robert Bridges. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nathan at AntipodeanWriter.wordpress.com. Eros and Psyche by Robert Bridges. Part seven. September. On the Hellenic board of Crete's fair isle, westward of Trepanon, along a reach which massy Siamum for many a mile jutting to sea delivers from the breach of north and east returning to embay the favoured shore an ancient city lay aptera which is wingless in our speech and hence the name that here in rocky cove thence called museon was the trial waged what day the sirons with the muses strove by jealous hera in that war engaged wherein the daughters of Nemosyne overcame the chauntresses who vexed the sea nor vengeance spared them by their pride enraged for those strange creatures who with women's words and wiles made ravenous prey of passers-by were throated with the liquid pipe of birds of love they sang and none who sailed an eye through the grey hazes of the cyanine sea had wit the whirlpool of that song to flee nor feared the talon hooked and feathered thigh but them the singers of the gods overcame and plucked them of their plumage where in fright they vainly fluttered off to hide their shame upon two rocks that lie within the bight under the headland barren and alone which being with the scattered feathers strewn were by the folk named luke which is white thereon about this time the snowy gull minion of aphrodite being come plumed himself standing on the sea-ruck dull that drifted from the foot of Siamon and twas his thought that had the goddess learnt the tale of psyche loved and eros burnt she never so long had kept aloof and dumb wherefore that duteous gossip of love's queen devised that he the messenger would be and rising from the rock he skimmed between the chasing waves such grace have none but he into the middle deep then down he dived and rowing with his glistening wings arrived at aphrodite's bower beneath the sea Yetis from his silver pinions swirled the crimson green and yellow floss that grew about the caves and at his passing curled its graceful silk and gently waved anew till oaring here and there the queen he found strayed from her haunt unto a sandy ground dappled with eye-rings in the sunlight blue she as he came upon her from above with horror played horror her herald fair that lays the soft necessity of love on maiden's eyelids and with tender care marketh the hour as in all works is fit and happy they in love who time outwit fondly constrained in her season rare but he with garrulous and laughing tongue broke up his news how eros fallen sick lay tossing on his bed to frenzy stung by such a burn as did but barely prick a little bleb no bigger than a peas upon his shoulder twas that killed his ease fevered his heart and made his breathing thick for which disaster hath he not been seen this many a day at all in any place and thou dear mistress piped he hast not been thyself amongst us now a dreary space the pining mortals suffer from a dearth of love and for this sadness of the earth thy family is darkened with disgrace now on the secret paths of dale and wood where lovers walked are lovers none to find and friends besworn to equal brotherhood forget their faith and part with words unkind in the first moon thy honey bond is loathed 
and i could tell even of the new betrothed that fly over sea and leave their loves behind summer is over but the merry pipe that wont to cheer the harvesting is mute and in the vineyards where the grape is ripe no voice is heard of them that take the fruit no workman singeth at eve nor maiden danceth all joy is dead and as the year advanceth the signs of woe increase on man and brute tis plain that if thy pleasure longer pause thy mighty rule on earth hath seen its day the race must come to perish and no cause but that thou sittest with thy nymphs at play while on a cretan hill thy truant boy hath with his pretty mistress turned to toy and less for pain than love pineth away ha mistress cried she hath my beardless son been hunting for himself his lovely game some young orestriad hath his fancy won some naiad say or is a grace his flame or maybe muse and then tis erato the trifling wanton tell me if thou know woman or goddess is she and her name then said the snowy gull o heavenly queen what is my knowledge who am but a bird yet is she only mortal as i ween and named psyche if i rightly heard but aphrodite's look daunted his cheer a scare he fled away screaming in fear to see what wrath his simple tale had stirred he flashed his pens and sweeping widely round towered to air so swift in all his way that whence he dived he there again was found as soon as if he had but dipped for prey and now or ever he joined his wailful flock once more he stood upon the siron's rock and preened his ruffled quills for fresh display but as ill tidings will their truth assure without more witness than their fatal sense so since was nothing bitterer to endure the injured goddess guessed the full offence and doubted only whether first to smite or psyche for her new presumptuous flight or eros for his disobedience but full of anger to her son she went and found him in his golden chamber laid and with him sweet euphrosyne attent upon his murmured wants eye as he bade shifted the pillows with each fretful whim but scornfully his mother looked at him and reckless of his pain gan thus upbraid o worthy deeds i say and true to blood the crown and pledge of promise thou that wast in estimation my perpetual bud now fruiting thus untimely to my cost backsliding from commandment ay and worse with blister favour one i bade thee curse and save the life i left with thee for lost thou too to burn with love and love of her whom i did hate and to thy bed to take my rival that my trusted officer might of mine enemy my daughter make dost thou then think my love for thee so fond and miserably doting that the bond by such dishonour strained will not break or that i cannot bear another son as good as thou or if i chose not bear not beg as good a lusty boy of one of all my nymphs and some have boys to spare whom i might train to whom thine arms made o'er should do me kinder service than before to smite my foes and keep my honour fair for thou hast ever mocked me and beguiled in amours strange my god thy valiant sire and having smirched our fame while yet a child wilt further foul it now with earthly fire but i do as thou may have vowed to kill thy fancied girl whether thou love her still or of her silly charms already tire 
tell me but where she hides and eros now proud in his woe boasted his happy theft confessing he had loved her well and how by her own doing she was lost and left and homeless in such sorrow as outwent the utmost pain of other punishment was wandering of his love and favour reft by which was cyprus gladdened not appeased but hid her joy and spake no more her threat and left with face like one that much displeased hath yet betrayed that he can wrong forget when lo as swiftly she came stepping down from her fair house into the heavenly town the cronian sisters on the way she met hera the wife of zeus her placid front dark with the shadow of his troubled reign and tall demeter who with men once wont holding the high olympians in disdain for peri faces rape which now forgiven she had returned unto the courts of heaven and mong the immortals lived at peace again whose smile told aphrodite that they knew the meaning of her visit and a flush of anger answered them while hot she grew but hera laughed outright why thou dost blush now see we modest manners on my life and all thy little son has got a wife can make the crimson to thy forehead rush didst think he whom thou madest passion's prince no privy dart then for himself would poise nay by the cuckoo on my sceptre since twas love that made thee mother of his joys art thou the foremost to his favour bound as thou shouldst be the last to think to sound the heart and least of all thy wanton boys but her demeter on whose stalwart arm she leaned took up if thou wilt hark to me the psyche said she hath the heavenly charm and will become immortal and may be to marry with a woman is as well as wed a god and live below in hell as twas my lot in child of mine to see which things they both said fearing in their hearts that savage eros if they mocked his case would kill their peace with his revengeful darts and bring them haply to a worse disgrace but aphrodite saying good my dames behind this smoke i see the spite that flames left them and on her journey went apace for having purposed she would hold no truce with psyche or her son twas in her mind to go forthwith unto the throne of zeus and beg that hermes might be sent to find the wanderer and secure that in such quest he would not fail she pondered but how best she might inflict her vengeance long designed end of part seven recorded by nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com